Hello, welcome to A Disciple's Tidbit, a small seed of information to help grow your faith. My name is Craig, and I want to invite you to sit back and enjoy this mini-episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of A Disciple's Tidbit. Today is April 1st, but I promise you this is not an April Fool's joke. We're going to talk about something that it's serious obviously most things in this podcast are going to be serious in nature but at the same time obviously i have a sense of humor but it's not an april fool's joke so i promise you that anyway i wanted to talk to you briefly today about how we got roughly around half of our new testament and i wanted to cover this a little bit within the first podcast for eternal life 101 but i thought it would be great to do as a little bit of a tidbit so Obviously, we have all these books in the New Testament, right? We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and those were what they call the Gospels. And then we have the book of Acts, which is essentially a chronology of the early church. But then we have the book of Romans. Then we have the book of 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Colossians, Philippians, 1 and 2 Thessalonians. So it's like, what? what's up with all of that? What is? It seems to be addressed to a group of people more so than say having the title of the apostle who wrote it or even the book of revelation that it's the revealing of jesus christ so what's up with all of these books that seem to be addressed to various groups of people first and second peter is also the same way even though it bears peter's name it's still under the group of books that i want to talk to you briefly about today so By and large, about half of our New Testament is comprised of letters that were written by the apostles of Jesus Christ to various churches and or groups of people to address issues that they were having in those early churches. So say under Eternal Life 101, the new series I just started, I'm covering the book of Romans. That was a letter that was written to the church at Rome. Okay to give them basic fundamental truths and knowledge that he couldn't give to them in person because in chapter one, he says, I long to come see you, but have been kept from doing so. So he sends a letter ahead of them basically, or ahead of himself, I should say, that will take the place of him teaching them in person. And that's what a lot of these uh, books under the new Testament were first and second Corinthians were to address problems that they were having the Corinthian church apparently was having a remarkable amount of problems. So these two letters were written to address those things. And the thing of it is with these letters that were written to these groups of believers are just so rich with theological knowledge that then the early church are like, I guess whenever they got together and decided what are we going to declare as canon for the new testament because clearly god is doing something new within his people and the world they looked at various books of the bible and it's not that they declared what would be scripture they recognized what was scripture so it's like one pastor i like to listen to a lot would say you could read say the book of romans and then you could read something like um one of the gnostic gospels that is not considered to be canon can't think of a title at the moment but you would say that it basically was resembling chalk and cheese so in other words cheese would be the genuine article 
and the chalk would be considered the fabrication or not the genuine article. It would be the gold or the fool's gold, something made to look like the truth, but wasn't quite the truth. So whenever we're talking about canonizing books of the Bible and what the early church did around uh, the third century, they didn't decide, I like this book, I don't like that book, I like this book, I don't like that book, because let's face it, the Bible is not something man would write. I remember when I was a non-Christian, when I was a non-believer, I thought that <laughs> my theory about the Bible was that a group of men got together, wrote a book to control society. That was my thought. <laughs> and um, realistically, what it is, is a group of men got together and recognized that this is definitely inspired of God. Because if you're a Christian, I can attest to this. I know anecdotal evidence isn't evidence per se, but I can say this is true of me. Whenever I first started reading the Bible as a non-Christian, I was like, well, this doesn't make an ounce of sense to me. I don't, I, whatever, I don't get it. But as a believer in Jesus Christ, everything fits. It's like this jigsaw puzzle that just comes together over time and through understanding and maturity and faith, et cetera, et cetera. So whenever you're reading through your Bible, if you're reading through the book of Romans, if you're reading through one of the Corinthian books, if you're reading through um, even the book of Colossians, Ephesians, Galatians, those are letters that were written by apostles to these individual bodies of believers that got canonized, if you will, into what we have today as the Bible and what we call the scriptures. At this point in the podcast, I want to reach out to you. And if you have never done so, if you have never entered into a saving relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do that today. All you need to do is believe. Believe that Jesus was who he said he was. He was God in the flesh. Believe in your heart that he died for your sins and rose from the dead. Confess him as Lord. And the Bible says that you will be saved if you do that. If you truly believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he was and that he did exactly what he said he would do for you, you will be saved. It is simply that easy. A lot of people say prayer, prayer. And that's great to confess and put your mind and your heart and everything through a process, if you will, to be able to embody what's already taken place in your heart. By simply saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. And now I confess you as Lord. Please take control of my life, and I want to follow you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's all you need to do, and your life will change. Your life will change, not necessarily materially, not necessarily in terms of the world, but your life will change as far as your relationship with God, and you can know for certain that you're saved. The Apostle John wrote that when he was pinning 1 John. He says, I write these things to you that you may know that you have eternal life. Not that you can hope, not that you can wonder, but that you can know. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. 
This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, I have the links for the social networks that I am connected on in my bio for this podcast. I'm also available at Gmail at DisciplePOV, that's D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-P-O-V at gmail.com. If you have anything that you would like to convey to me, such as something you agree with, something you don't, or anything else, or if you did receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I'd love to hear from you today and to assist you on your new eternal journey.